Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was like, Chloe, we have to invite him to the Dolce & Gabbana party. Let's slip an invite under his door. Oh my God. Wait, Mom, Mom. We should, we should make a note about um, saying it's from him and hang it on Coco's door. We're like, we're like, oh my God, we're we're like, we're like, sure. can we go on a date? <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me. Kara Berry, your, you picked it, Kardashians edition for Friday. Um, if you guys don't follow me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine, you'll be missing out on things like um, me panicking at the last minute and wondering which shows you guys want me to recap. And I let you guys vote on them. Or, you know, occasionally there's, you know, a, a b- boomer who will think that I'm one of the Brown family and tell me that I need to leave Cody. A lot of fun things are happening over there. So you should follow me at everyone's business but mine on Instagram for, you know, all the fun. (laughs) Anyway, you guys picked, it was actually pretty close. I let you guys pick between and just like that and the Kardashians for this Friday. And it was a pretty small margin. So I don't want to say like half of you guys are going to be upset because I'm just going to recap and just like that for Monday's episode anyway. So, you know, delayed gratification or whatever the term would be for that. Um, But let's get into the Kardashians because, you know, Kim got a little activated. It was a little bit of a fake uh, activation, but I was still here for it because I think she really felt that shit. But let's get into it. So, of course, the Kardashians are still fulfilling their need to, um, you know, be the tourism board for Milan, I guess. And we're the day before the morally corrupt Dolce & Gabbana show. 
Tracy, who is Kim's right-hand woman, if you guys don't know, Tracy Romulus, tells Kim that Chloe hit up the group chat because she met a hot dude in the elevator of the hotel. And that they were talking. Their rooms just happened to be right across from each other. And Kim's like, okay, well, maybe we should, like, slip an invitation to the show under the door for him. But North, Princess North, the North remembers. <laughs> and she chose chaos as I knew she would. This is, she's practically my daughter. Uh, she tells Kim, Tracy, and the rest of the girls, no, I think we should write a note, like, from that guy to Chloe and slip it under the door. So they're like, yes, let's do it. So they're like, okay, write this. Hi, Chloe, knock on my door two times if you want to go on a date. And they put it in a little plastic bag and put a little white rose in it. And they're like running down the hall. They're all in their matching pajamas. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we're going to go put the thing on the door. North really tries to take it further by knocking two times on the door. Kim's like, no, girl, like, please. That's enough. That's enough for tonight. And they're all running down the hallway. Just like, I wonder, who who else was in the hallway hearing um, Kim and North and the, and the gang just stomping around <laughs> in the hallway? And then we head back to Calabasas. And Kravis are going to the opening of Crossroads Kitchen, which is a vegan restaurant. Since Travis is vegan, he re- invested in the restaurant and wouldn't you know they have matcha margaritas it's my favorite thing let it go girl we get it we get it (laughs) courtney's like they're sitting around the table family style and she's explaining to the cameras you know we're here with rain penelope tatiana or atiana rather um alabama other friends and a producer says but your family's not here though and courtney says but that is my family and she smiles and so here's my thing the way she smiles like I've truly never seen Courtney happier since like I don't know since the last time Travis was inside of her it to me like if I'm her sister watching that moment maybe I was reading too much into it but I'd be like oh all right bet like it was it was a jab so after that, Rain is Rain is being Rain. He makes Travis arm wrestle, and then he makes Car- Courtney arm wrestle, and then he asks the camera people if they could camera them. Are you cameraing me? <laughs> and then Courtney turns to precious little Rain, her youngest child, and says, Rain, the teacher said that you were eating crayons and paper. That teacher's a liar! Then why did she say that? What? Okay. Travis gets a call from the jeweler Lorraine Schwartz, the jeweler to the whole family. And it's like he's like doing a little clandestine, I'm getting jewelry jewelry for our anniversary, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Romance, blah, blah, blah. They tongued each other down in the middle of the banquet right next to Rain. So, you know. <laughs> There's your explanation as to probably why he's eating crayons. Anyway, then we go back to Milan for the show and Dolce gives Kim this like diamond cross necklace that Kim said like the first thing she purchased when she really got money was a diamond necklace. And then she tells the story of, you know, how after the Paris robbery, she stopped wearing jewelry and buying jewelry and just like kind of was like a lot more demure but she was like, you know, I, I think really, I think what she was trying to say was that 
I needed to be humbled. I think that's what she was trying to say. Like, obviously that robbery was a very traumatic situation, but I think I needed it at that time. Like it was kind of getting a little too much. Right. But this gift back is like, Oh, it's like a little piece of my little self. Like I'm getting my glamor back as if whatever that means, Kim. Anyway. Um, so Chloe says, it's just so surreal to be here at the show. My sister, she's a creative director and like, how did we get here? I hope we never lose that. So we see the Dolce & Cabana show. And from what I say, I mean, what are we going to say? I, if, if not for all of the whatevers that Dolce and mostly Gabbana have said over the years, I would say, do I like them as designers objectively? Yeah, they wouldn't be my favorite regardless, but like, I respect what they're doing. Um, do the show was like perfectly good because most of the stuff was archived stuff anyway so it's not like a lot of it was surprising there wasn't like a whole lot of new stuff so I can't be like oh my god this was such an innovative show blah 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 the whole um show I wish we they had licensed the music like if we were gonna make several episodes about this show and all the work that it took why didn't we get the whole licensing so we could really get the full experience of the show because then we get this Kardashian version which really like kind of takes me out of it but like I want to see the, um, I want to know what the music is. I want to know like what the vibe is. Cause the music really sets a tone. We see that, um, there's a big screen, you know, in the background where the models are walking out and it's just like Kim eating pasta and cool. But like you really, if you want to get into a fashion show, you have to get into the whole fantasy. And we didn't get the whole fantasy. We got this Kardashianized version of it, which is like, you know, not that great. And especially now that I think about it, now that Kim played her uh, quote unquote debut song that she was recorded for the show, why didn't we hear that song? How, how easy would that have been? Hello? I mean, give me a production credit, honestly, and a check. I'm sick of this shit. Anyway, the show was great. Kim, by the way, I know you guys were probably just sitting on pins and needles wondering which dress did Kim decide to walk out in? Was it the regular dress that she always wears, you know, the tightest thing on the world that she can't walk in, or the one that her stylist picked? And Kim won, okay? So you can relax now. <laughs> so everybody goes backstage. Everybody goes backstage, excuse me. And um, Saint's like, I didn't like the show, Mommy. I loved it. <laughs> and then Michelle Maroney comes out and he's like in the backstage. He's kicking it with everybody, saying hi to Corey or whatever. And it's actually a pretty awkward moment because, you know, Chloe had to sit next to him. Kim set that up. And they're like talking about him, but not realizing that he's literally directly behind it. They're like, what's his name? What? Like, how are you going to play this? How are you going to like, they're straight up huddled football style talking strategy with this man literally two inches behind. <laughs> so anyway, Chloe says in a confessional, he's like a man and she's into it. Cause she's had, you know, a tough year. And I'm just like, okay, Chloe, do you, do you believe that? Is that really your type? I don't know that he is. I mean, like historically speaking, the lie detector would determine that's a lie, but I mean, is he an attractive man? Sure. But I just feel like she's not really that interested in him. 
it doesn't seem it because literally like five minutes later she's like he's not my type so what are you sitting here in the confessional line to us for okay and i remember when this show came out people weren't even talking about that show they were talking about chloe in that picture with that dude and everybody's like oh my god this is her debut man this is a man after tristan i know it for a fact because they're looking at each other in a picture and i'm just like cap Cappington, biggest cap of the world. Like, hello. Y'all want to say that you know every move that the Kardashians are going to make, but don't see the obvious bullshit right in front of you. Like, girl, come on. And now we see it. She didn't even like that man past the picture, much less them being in a relationship with each other. Anyway, this man just seems like, I don't, whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Hot. He's not my type either. Like, he's clearly beautiful, etched out of stone, 47 abs, and I'm so happy for him, but it's just not for me. No thank you. Heart emoji. Anyway, so basically, you know, Chloe and Chris go to change clothes and change glam for the after party, and I just wonder, like, I would really like for them to sit and you know how like a, a nutritionist will be like, okay, make a food diary for the week and really log everything you eat and then we'll come back to you at the end of the week, right? And and talk about it. I wanted to know like how many hours are y'all spending in glam? Like let's really clock this. God, that's got to be exhausting. And it's also got to be so weird to be like, okay, I'm in the excitement from the show. Like we're about to go to this after party, but hold on. I got to sit here for 40 minutes while somebody powders my nose and changes my hair again <laughs> it just seems really ooh, I don't know anyway Kim was saying in a confessional like I just never knew that the relationship with D&G that I had would end up being like this like it was so much more than I expected but exactly what I needed and then Chris says Kim is a superstar and it's like yeah we know that was the title of her sex tape but anyway everybody's backstage like it's just a whole vibe and oh also Chloe's talking about like the picture of uh you know her and Michelle that's going around and she's like oh I didn't even realize he was like snuggled up to me like that put his hand on the back of my waist like yes daddy right and matt the assistant who if you guys remember was on flipping out briefly he had been working for chris left to go work for jeff lewis and i think i feel like i distinctly remember that jeff was trying to suggest that matt left chris because she was too difficult but matt didn't even make it the entire season of flipping out before he went back to gender communications. So, you know, who was the real problem there? So Matt is like, Oh, the reason why this picture is going around is because Michelle actually posted it on his Instagram stories like three hours ago. And <laughs> Chloe says, Oh, he posted it. Okay, fine. Like, I like that narrative. I don't care that everybody's talking about it and it's going viral. It's much better than the narrative that I've got going. But well, better you than me right <laughs> that this was the best narrative that you had in Ooh, ooh. If, if we could wind back that clock i don't want to go back too far chloe that's ooh years years so chloe's telling everybody in in the glam room what they talked about they talked about having two kids and she's like i honestly had no idea who this guy was like i don't know people like that like I could talk to Tom Hanks and ask him do you like movies like I don't know so 
she says, oh, I have two kids, too. I just had one. You know, I've, I've got a three-year-old and, a, and an infant. And he's like, oh, you know, you look really great for just having a kid. She's like, no, I had it via surrogate. So he's like, oh, you know, how was that? She's like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, I love that you're not PC, right? So Chloe then says, he thinks I'm fucking nuts already. Like, it's too easy to make people uncomfortable. And then starts throwing scenarios out there. Like, oh, somebody asks, how's your dad? Uh, Which one? Which one? And then she goes, (laughs) it's Pride Weekend. I don't want to say this. She goes, one's dead and one turned into a girl. Closephine, we got to get this together. Can we come back for a one-off special of I Am Kate to really just like hammer us down because we're not, we're not pronouncing right. We're dead naming. She dead named Caitlin in the premiere of this season. Okay. And we got to have a lesson or just can somebody sit Chloe down and tell her you don't talk about, just explain to her what dead naming is. Just walk her through it, please. And maybe I'm not, like, enough in uh, Kardashian discourse Twitter or something, but I never see anybody talking about this. I never see anybody saying, like, Chloe talks about trans people and Caitlyn, like, weird. Like, like, really, really, like, she's quite behind, you know? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But then the next question was, oh, why'd you get a divorce, Chloe? And she goes, oh, I found him in a brothel. Okay. So you were going to stay with him until then. Is that is that true? Anyway, um, so then back in L.A., Courtney's hanging out with, uh, I think, her stylist, right? And they're talking about her vibes, her wedding vibes being stolen and snatched from her. And this is where I'm even more confused about this whole situation. So she says to her stylist, like, uh, the, the stylist is like, oh, did you see the Dolce show? And she's like, well, I, I saw some of it and I noticed that it was like a big... 90s reference theme and I just think like it's so crazy because for the wedding looks Dolce and Gabbana presented a lot like of their more current line lemon themed printed looks for her and the family for the wedding but she insisted that it had to be 90s archive Dolce and Gabbana and they also went to Lake Como at some point the stylist went to the studio I guess and pulled some looks and how those looks 
weren't even available online. They were like very exhaustively picked through and, you know, a lot of efforts were made, right? And how a lot of those looks that they picked ended up in the show. And they show a side-by-side of Courtney's big example, the smoking gun. Girl, she's referencing during her wedding weekend or whatever the hell, um, she wore this like maroon dress. You can look it up. It's a maroon dress. She has a, a maroon like fur stole over her, but you can't see that on the uh, like right side of the dress are a couple of butterflies. And so she's like, she she's doing like a whole bitch stole my look to this dress that ended up in the show. The original dress, I'm like looking at the side by side and I'm like, Chloe, Courtney, this can't be what you're so upset about. The other dress, like hers is all like, you know, illusion mesh, like maroon. And, and it's got like a little bodice and, on you know, and, and just like mesh around it. Right. The, the one that ended up in the in the um, show is black leather. The blue butterflies that are on her dress are nothing like the more like nude tone butterflies that are like on the actual bot like this it looks nothing alike I mean like truly I've seen that picture of her in the maroon dress so many times didn't even realize that it had butterflies on it until she mentioned it because she had that first stole over it like you would never be like oh my god it's she's acting like it's the exact same dress in maroon and it's not it is a completely different dress and how do i know it's a completely different dress because um who was modeling in it i think cindy crawford or somebody modeled the dress in 1998 i looked it up like this is a totally different look girl let it go so Courtney's like, you know, it's just weird, but I haven't talked to Kim about it because I want her to have her moment and her time. But like now that I'm seeing it, I was never told that the concept for the show was 90s. And it was like they took our whole mood board and for the wedding and put it into the fashion show. Like they stole my shit bar for bar and used it for themselves. And I how they pushed for that curation for the wedding, which leads me like to another reason why I'm confused. Why are you having to push for your wedding look? Like, what was really the deal that you had with Dolce Gabbana? Because it sounds very much like a business deal that you made because you had a relationship with them and they, like, kitted you out with a bunch of looks and paid you for the promotion. Thank you, next, right? So the stylist is like, okay, are you, Courtney, going to talk to Domenico? The million dollar question that I've been asking for several episodes. And Courtney's like, maybe not. I think maybe I did think it was more of a personal relationship, which is why I did my whole wedding with them. But I also feel like it's a brand and I just can't expect as much from them as my sister or like even my mom who probably, you know, cut the deal, right? So then Courtney says, like the wheels are turning like obviously this show must have been in the works before the wedding because how are they getting these looks out in four months but you know on to the next so okay girl we'll see we'll see so then we go back to kim's after party she's like on cloud nine chloe says in a confessional like kim has gotten a lot more confident in her style since um um jesus got off the wheel of her stylist 
Jesus walks, if you will. Her ex-husband just stopped making every decision for her. She started feeling a little bit better about herself. Then we see Kim in the dress that she chose, which is truly so tight she can't walk. She can't walk up the stairs without the assistance of two people. Can barely walk just normally. Has to... (laughs) The way she had to, like, slide into her chair and had to sit at, like, a 45-degree angle because she couldn't even, like... Like, put her rib cage up and, like, sit properly. Girl. Girl. And all they had were pasta. All they had was pasta. Just pasta, pasta, pasta. Like, having Domenico help her into her chair and be like, I hope nobody's recording this right now. <laughs> God bless. Um, so, Chris does a speech about, you know... You know, she she's always getting to crying about how this is such a dream come true. And somebody's like, oh, yes, it's all started with the mama. And Chloe's like, yeah, tell that to somebody else. And Chris goes, Courtney. <laughs> so then they just start talking cash shit about Courtney. So Court- Chloe's talking to, uh, like, Dolce's right-hand guy, right? And she's explaining the whole situation with, like, Courtney and Kim and how... You know, this is a... Courtney had her great moment. Like, let's move on. Now it's Kim's time. And we were raised to all just be happy for one another. And Kim's like... I'm just like... She's so mad. She's so mad. And she's like, you're trying to copy me. And then Kim's like... But here's the thing. She's always trying to hate from the side, right? Like, she's always talking shit about me behind my back. I won't say that, you know... When I'm around... When I'm not around, you want to keep doing this... But when I come around, you don't want to post up, right? Like, she, she's always a sniper from the side. She's such a hater. So Chloe's like, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, you just, uh, here's what I'm like. I'm letting Courtney just pout in the corner, get her little feelings out, and then we can move on, right? I don't even entertain it because we should be happy for one another. Chris says in a confessional that neither Kim nor Courtney are right or wrong, but all of this will work itself out because they have such a deep love for one another. Okay. All right. And then Kim has to be, like I said, escorted upstairs because her dress is too tight. But she says in a confessional, I did this show to like push me mentally and emotionally, but knowing Courtney's mad, it's just like it kills my vibe. And I want her to be happy for me. So at this point now, everybody's back to L.A. Chris and Chloe are doing a workout with this man. Like, listen, I don't want to begrudge a black man because I do think he's scamming them. But, like, I, I don't want to say that he's a scammer because I don't want to be out of a job. Like, get money. But, you guys, one of my favorite things about this show is watching Chloe work out. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That Don guy does not teach them proper technique. So you'll just see them like whipping, whipping around on these machines. And they like, listen, I shouldn't be able to look at you and say that this is wrong. Me. Because I'm not Fergie. I'm not up in the gym working on my fitness frequently. They are. But I shouldn't be able to look at what you're doing and be like, baby, you're going to be in severe back trauma in about five years. Y'all need to listen to what Jennifer Aniston said about that recently. She said that she worked her body so crazy over these past however many decades that she now, like, her body's a fucking mess and all she can do is, like, light workouts and, like, Pilates to try to, you know, get her endorphins up or whatever. Like, listen to Jennifer. She can't do it forever. Neither can we. Chris is just there to, like, get the tea, as she says. So they're first talking about... (laughs) 
how she how Chloe found out about North's prank on her. And she's like, yeah, I found this note on my door asking me out on a date and saying knock two times. And she's thinking it's from that dude across the hall. So the next day she runs into him in the elevator and she's like, oh, thank you for the note. And he's like, what are you talking about? So she has to explain the note. And he's like, can I see this? So he looks at the note and he goes, First of all, I'm pretty offended that you would think this would be my handwriting. Because, again, North, nine-year-old child, wrote this. And we could see her writing is very nine-year-old child. (laughs) And then he says, number two, I didn't write this. And Chloe says, in that moment, I was like, oh my god, I think it was North. So Chloe says in a confessional, I feel like a fucking loser that I'm going to take a child's handwritten letter to heart and think that I have an actual admirer. And I'm thinking, yeah, Chloe, (laughs) that's really, really pathetic. So then Chloe says that she called Kim afterwards to be like, yo, why didn't you give me a heads up? But Kim is like, what? I can't believe that she actually thought that that was a man's handwriting. Like that's actually insane, Chloe. (laughs) So then she asks Chloe, Chris is asking Chloe, if Courtney and Kim have uh, talked things out. And Chloe says, no, you know, we know how Courtney is. She needs time to like think and process and mope or whatever. So Chris says in a confessional that growing up, Kim and Courtney had this fabulous child, this delicious childhood. But there was one time where Kim realized that Courtney had taken some jeans of hers. This was like in high school. So Kim walked into the classroom and demanded in the middle of class that she give her her pants back. And Chris says, and that's when I knew that they were feisty. Cut to Chloe, who tells the truth. It's like, actually, it was the other around, way around Kim, um, or no, Courtney busted it on Chloe's uh, classroom to get the pants back. And um, the tension goes way back. Now, this reminds me of something that I talked about on my Patreon when I did my profile of Kris Jenner in um, some documents that came out in her divorce with Robert, allegedly. She had been um, diagnosed with a something called like a Cinderella, Cinderella syndrome, right? Which is essentially like everything is light and bright. Like it doesn't matter in her memory of like whatever. Everything was like fine. They had this wonderful childhood and there was just like one incident that they happened to be very feisty about, right? Like, no. Thank you, Chloe. The tension's been there for a long time with them. Way back way way back so then they start talking about how her son Tatum's like dealing with handling milk and Chris talks about how oh yeah he was over at my house and I noticed that he was like kind of spitting up in the same way that Courtney used to do when she was a baby and how she had to switch formulas three times because Courtney wasn't breastfed and Chloe goes yeah well maybe that's the problem and Chris goes we don't need to talk about who was breastfed and make me feel bad Chloe (laughs) in those days you didn't just whip out your boob at a restaurant you live and you learn okay And, like, in a way, she's not wrong. Like, Chris was, what, however old when she had Chloe, 20 or something? And, uh, you know, she was out there being a bad bitch, going to Spago with, like, you know, Faye Resnick or whatever. So you couldn't whip out your titty. It was a vibe. She was a lady who lunched. She had priorities. Then we find ourselves in Santa Barbara. And I know for you, like, Laguna Beachheads, this was, or maybe the Hills, this was, like, uh... 
maybe a moment for you because I remember in the early days of Spidey, they used to always go to his parents' house in Santa Barbara or whatever. So for me, it's like a little bit cursed. <laughs> it's a little bit where uh, cursed love comes to breed. But anyway, that's where Courtney and Travis got engaged. So they go back to the same hotel for their engagement anniversary. And he surprised her with the same, you know, like heart-shaped roses on the beach and the violinist and the guitarist and the, you know, goth candles on whatever. And we find out that the uh, jewelry that Travis had been talking about was a necklace that he had given her for Christmas originally that got stolen. And it's like, well, who stole it, girl? Like, let's get into it. So he got a replacement, bigger version of that necklace. And then they go, like, jump in the ocean in their jeans and the corduroys and, like, tongue each other down, you know? And maybe that's why the ocean's so mad at us. (laughs) They're sick of Kravis, too. They're like, God, can you guys get a room? We're sick of this shit. And the orca saw it. Gladys, was that her name? The orca saw it and was like, fuck this. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> anyway, so then we see Kim getting glam. She's in her, uh, you know, in her house. Chloe's hanging out. And we're Courtney and Kim still have not spoken, right? So Chloe says, I would hope that she would want to talk to you. And I think she should. I just think she kind of feels like you sort of stole her thunder and she wanted something for herself. And Kim's like, I get that. But in a way where, like, if we see Lindsay Hubbard... And we see that those eyes starting to get a little wider and the jaw getting a little bit more tense. Like, we know what's happening. She's, she's getting activated. We're, we're revving up at this point. So then Chloe says in a confessional that she found out that Courtney was really upset because Courtney called her crying and was like, I feel like my wedding moment was taken from me and there's no loyalty in this family. Everybody wants what the other people have. And then Chloe tells Kim, I heard her friends were riling her up too. And Kim goes... I believe it. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Stoneface. Chloe says her words were, everybody thinks this is the weirdest thing. And in the middle of Chloe's sentence, we hear, boop, like a phone ringing, right? So Chloe's like, oh, God, who are you calling? (laughs) Kim, who are you calling? (laughs) She's like, oh, I'm just going to call Simon because, you know, that's Chloe's partner, the dude with the Mac Mac laptop in the background talking about, you know, just typing whatever she thoughts she has about her supplements, right? That's Simon of Simon, formerly Simon and Jonathan, a.k.a. Food God, um, they're, that's like their closest mutual friend. And like this was kind of iconic for Kim to like 
on camera, on the phone, put Simon in this position. <laughs> Love her for that. So she says, I need to brainstorm with you, Simon, because we need to figure out a way to talk about Dolce. Because Courtney seems like she doesn't really want to talk about it. And I think she means, how do we address this on the show, right? So Simon says, I, she doesn't want to talk to you about it. Honestly, she doesn't really want to talk about it at all. And he's like, I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing. Like, I just don't know how it's going to go for you guys or if it's even a good conversation worth having. So Kim says, but why wouldn't you want to talk about it? And Simon says, I just think she feels like there's no solving this. So Kim goes, what is there to solve? And Simon says, she thinks that you should have said no. Honestly, she just thinks that this shouldn't have happened. But that's not going to happen. Like, that's not realistic. And he's like, you know, I also think that maybe it's that she found out after the fact of, like, what the show was. And Kim says, that's not true. That's not true. I told her before. I invited her and Travis. We had these conversations. Maybe she just didn't know how big of a deal it was going to be. But, like, I shouldn't have to ask her permission. I shouldn't have to do that. And I was actually thought I was being really mindful about not pulling anything that she got from the wedding uh, you know, all those things. And then she talks about how, uh, what actually happened was that Courtney took one of her wedding looks that Kim had already worn in 2018 on the show. Courtney used it for her, uh, black wedding dress. She had like a short black wedding dress with a black veil and it had a, like a Madonna, um, in the middle and it was like a black and blue and what have you that Kim had worn like a same, you know, so it's like, if we're, if we're going to go teat for toot, I'm teeting and, and I'll toot back. Okay. Also Kim described that look that Courtney wore as her bridal thing with the black veil. <laughs> so she says for the show, I didn't want to do black veils because that was in the wedding and Simon and Chloe are both like, okay, I think this might be the issue is that Courtney doesn't know all of this. She doesn't know like the things that you did to separate yourself from the wedding. So like maybe that would help. So Chloe repeats this thing that she said earlier about how Courtney's friends were like thinking of all this is weird. And Kim says, yeah, she's saying every one of her friends, but like she doesn't have friends. So who was it? Travis? <laughs> Touche. Like who, who was it really? Addison Ray? Like who told you? Who told you girl? So Simon is like, okay, how are you going to do this? Are you going to address her like in person or on the phone? And Chloe says, I'm just afraid it's going to get ugly quickly, Kim, if you're not in a more Zen mode. So maybe like, don't say, I don't give a fuck. I don't need your fucking permission. Like you can't be that kind of Kim maybe. So like, if you want to get it all out now, cause I'm seeing it boiling inside of you. <laughs> Kim's like, Okay, so what am I supposed to say? Like, bitch, you think I need your permission? <laughs> so Chloe's like, okay, also I think maybe don't involve mom because then it'll become like this whole dick measuring contest of like, well, I knew either of, I knew Dolce Gabbana before either of you guys, okay? So fuck that. But I'm going to put my dick on the table. And then the episode ends in the strangest way. <clears throat> With Chris in a confessional saying, it's not really a competition at this point. They're both very well endowed. And who wins that contest in the end? Moi. Okay? And I thought, that may be the most dark thing I've, and true, and accurate thing that I've ever heard Chris Jenner say. 
They're both well, very well endowed. And who wins that contest at the end of the day? Moi. And that's something we all need to think about, you guys. I don't know about what, but think about it. Have a good weekend, you guys. I will be talking about and Just Like That on Monday's episode, along with all of the mess going on in pop culture this week. And yeah, we're going to have a good time. Love you. Happy Pride weekend for those of you in New York and beyond. Love you.